is the River City Podcast Federation. Control yourself. Control yourself. Are you guys ready for a comedy show? Yeah! That was actually pretty good, but let's do one more. I said he's ready for a fucking comedy show. Yeah! Oh, it's better. Please welcome to the stage your host for the evening, David Vascaro! short month of February. How the fuck are you, March? Hey, come on! We paid rent early! Come on, let's say it together. We paid rent early! Come on! Oh, fuck all of you. Come on. I'm not stopping until you, you, I don't know how much you pay, you sound like you pay $10. So, everyone besides this girl in, a, in, in overalls and Oshkosh Bagash, and a bull cap. We're all gonna say, we all paid rent early. And I'm sorry if you're a trust fund baby, just go with the game because this is how the show will work. I will not start the show until we get her to feel bad about her life. Okay, here we go. <laughs> one, two, three, we all paid rent early. Ready? One, two, three, we all paid rent early! <laughs> That's the 1%. That's what it feels like. <laughs> That's a bonk in the crowd. So it's good to have you here. <laughs> I like singling out a white woman in the crowd when I'm in Mexico. It feels really weird. But I feel really good because Coco won the best picture now in Mexico. I'm like, yay! My dead grandma means something. Like, that's what it feels like. Sorry for the risk of spoilers. Like, I didn't see it yet. Well, fuck off. Like, you're not going to see it. I know this guy in the poncho saw it, for sure. He's like, I've seen it twice. I liked it. He's from Alabama, but he has that accent. I'm like, I seen it, I like it. Remember me, too. Okay, there you go. Oh, I feel good. I feel, I feel excited to be here. Our host, Joanne, is sick. I know, I know. So I'm happy to be this. She's like, well, I need a very loud brown host. I'm like, I can do that for you. I'm like avocado toast. Turn on a hundred. Like, yeah, I'm too expensive. Like that's who I am. I'm making you not buy a house. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm happy to be here hosting Alberta Street Street Buff. It's so wonderful being here and control yourself. Can we start off with an impression? Here we go. Can we agree on this impression? I don't see color. I don't see color. <laughs> what? You? What? I don't see color. That's my impression of most dogs. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I say most dogs because police dogs definitely get like sea color. Like that's what I mean. <sighs> I think when it comes to fuck Mary Kill, I think Henry VIII did it better than anybody else. When that dude said he was killing it, he fucking meant it. You know, like all right. Didn't like that one. That's fine. One time I was doing this show as a Mexican-American, I was doing this show, Hi, my name's David. I'm a Mexican. How are you? And this guy goes, nope. <laughs> Which is weird. I go, what do you mean, nope, sir? He's like, you don't look like any Mexican I've ever seen in my life. And I go, well, I am. <laughs> what do Mexicans look like in your world? And he goes, well, my favorite Mexican, which is a weird way to start a sentence. <laughs> he goes, my favorite Mexican, 
is Richie Valens from the movie La Bamba. I go, oh, fuck it. I was about to, like, go YouTube on this guy. You know those YouTube videos, like, comedian completely buries Heckler. I was like, I got this. This is going to be my moment. Oh, shit. The clicks. The likes. The BuzzFeed articles. Boom. But to knock this fucker out. I go, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the actor that played... Richie Valens, the movie La Bamba, was actually played by Lou Don Phillips, who is a Filipino, so your favorite Mexican is a Filipino. Mic drop. What? But then he said, well, I like him smooth, which I can't argue with, you know? <laughs> the hairy, lumpy variety of Mexican. And then he says, well, if you're a real Mexican, prove it to me. If you're a real Mexican, sing the song from the movie La Bamba. Like it's our Olympic <laughs> theme. Like every time we win a medal, like, oh shit, La Bamba time, like that kind of thing. And then you do that thing that drunk assholes do after too many Jaeger shots. He's like, sing it, sing it, do it, do it. I don't pay rent. Do it, do it, do it. And I go, fine, you wanna hear La Bamba? Fuck you, I'm a Mexican, fuck you, I can prove it. But at that, at that, that, but at I go, oh shit, that is actually tequila by the champs. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Filipinos won, Mexicans nothing. God damn it. <laughs> Weird about that. Uh, <laughs> I date white women because Portland gives me very limited options. <laughs> Get out, I can't. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I was dating this one girl. <laughs> I was dating this one girl, and we were enjoying a nice meal that I had prepared, and I made her all the meals, all the food from my country of Mexico. I made her fajitas, tamales, all these delicious delicacies. And then she goes, oh my God, this is so delicious. Thank you. A Mexican man's never cooked me a meal before. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's not true. What? A Mexican man's never cooked you? Where are you from, Xanadu? <laughs> Asgard? That place where Wonder Woman's from? I don't know what! That's insane! A Mexican man's never cooked me a meal before. That's worse than when my friend one time suggested when my Mexican family comes down to Portland, he's like, hey, take your family berry picking. I'm not gonna take my family berry picking. Berry picking? What is wrong with my parents are from the I am first generation. They are from Mexico. Berry picking? The ghost of Cesar Chavez would slap me in the fucking face if I took my parents berry picking. What's your second suggestion? Competitive dishwashing? Fuck you! Clean! Clean! Dry! Clean! Dry! Clean! Dry! Like that kind of thing. Someone suggested a uh, escape room. I go, Mexico's an escape room. You know? <laughs> they got it in 45 minutes. They solved the puzzle. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm also very chubby. You guys, who likes the thick boys here? Clap it up if you like thick boys. Yeah? We're, we're back in love. I, I, was, I was out of love with you for walking. I have a they high five. They pay my rent. They pay my rent. Thick boys pay your rent? That's a different conversation. <laughs> Hustle in a slow flow. I like it. Big <laughs> boys pay my rent. Don't ask questions. 
I have 16 pandas fucking pimping out. Seems very weird. I don't want to ask. Think boys pay your rent. Just a bunch of dudes that eat voodoo donuts and they get paid to do that. You're a fucking comic, so watch out. Girl, furrow, overalls. Watch out for that. Think boys pay my rent. Okay. Focus, David. Don't think about what? I've never I've never looked at my fat and go, how can I make money out of this? <laughs> what? Leslie, how can I make this the Bitcoin of not breathing right? How can I how can I make my sleep apnea work for me? I've never thought about that. But I have thought about this, like I have thought, like I'm too heavy, I need to lose some weight. It's February 2018, I need to get out, I need to like get on the treadmill, I need to work it out, I need to think like a fucking John Cena, hustle, loyalty, respect, you can't see me, calories, like that's what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna go to an old readers anonymous meeting. I'm gonna lose some, I'm gonna go to an old readers anonymous, just kidding, I went to a buffet and a ski mask, but baby steps! <laughs> Just Pepsi and no, you can't see my eyes, like kind of thing. I also have a chubby girlfriend, which is, which limits the amount of things that we can do in life. Like you ever see two chubby people in a date, you're like, oh, like what? Like, like you know when we go to the movies, there's a seat between us. Like you know that that's what's happening. And like we can't do things that are normally like normal people, like skinny people can do. And I don't say normal because like chubby can be normal. But like we can't go to like Tillamook and go on the cheese tour factory as chubby couple. Like, oh look at them! It's like they're Disney World. Like I can't do that. Cause like, oh look at him! He's he's like passing grilled cheese samples with his nose, laying the tramp style. Look at them not sharing cups of ice cream together. That's adorable. They're having two separate delicious cups and enjoying their life. This is the last thing I'll say before I get out of here. I will. Uh, I was eating this thing called sopias. I don't know if you're, if you're, yeah, yeah, well, sopias. Give it up for, give it up for the sopias fan in the house. Yeah, very into sopias at 9:30 at night. Good for you. Yeah. So I was eating sopias, and these two soccer moms passed by me and my friend eating sopias, and they judged me only on the like food I was eating. They were like, "What's that brown doughy thing?" And my friend shot up out of her chair. She's like, his name's David. Leave him alone. <laughs> I feel naked, no shirt. Like, we're like, where did my pants go? I feel like we need a food. Like, don't bother. Are you ready to start the show? Come on. You are a feisty crowd. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to talk after the show, but don't worry about it now. Everyone, let's give a big round of applause for right here being alive in March. Come on, clap it up. is an affirmation upon himself. He is one of my favorite people in the world. I love him so much. Please give a big round of applause for the joy of sunshine that is Dan Weber, everybody! The last time I did a set here, uh, Joanne brought me up saying I was a fresh young face in Portland comedy. <laughs> And I was like, man, this front, this face hasn't been young since the Reagan administration. Like, I grew up in Tillamook. Uh, David mentioned Tillamook. I grew up there. Uh, in K has anybody been there? Anybody here? 
Yeah, that says uh, all the cheer you should ever give that place. Uh, the 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 mice the mascot for the high school team is the cheesemakers, right? Right? That's a stupid fucking name. It sounds funny at first until you realize it's just grimly prophetic. Like that's what all of my classmates did when they graduated. Like. 80% of my graduating class either works at a dairy farm or at the cheese factory. That's it. So whenever you go there, just know they were all born into a dentured servitude to your Kurdzen way. All right. <laughs> the other thing about it, uh, uh, Tillamook is tremendously racist. Did you know that? Yes. It turns out one of the ingredients of a delicious sharp cheddar is racism. It turned... <laughs> Also, the smell of catch, cow shit. Not cat shit. Cat shit. Cow, who cares? Whatever. Whatever, guys. 47 years old. Does the Reagan thing. That's no. Don't cheer for that. Do you know how bad I didn't want to make it to 47? I tried my fucking hardest. But it turns out when they say drugs will kill you, that's not a promise. That's just one potential out of many, you know? Another thing, Evan, is this. This is gonna happen to you. They also didn't specify which drugs, which would have been helpful, you know? Because I was just like, oh, drugs, cool. I like drugs, I'll do my favorite drugs. So I did a shit ton of acid and mushrooms. And that did not kill me at all. It just made me super fucking weird. Like, that's all I did. It did kill a part of my brain, though. I will say that. It killed a part of my brain that tells me when things happen. So in my brain, either something happened at some point in the past, is happening right fucking now, or will happen at some point in the future, and that's as close as I can get. The only way I know whether a memory is a childhood memory as opposed to an adult memory is if my parents are taller than me in the memory. That's it. Either I was a little kid or I was sitting down. I don't know which. It's a real problem. For me. As I said, I've done a lot of psychedelic drugs in my life. Who here has done lots of psychedelic drugs? Just one person? What the fuck were the rest of you doing? No, I just smoked weed. Ah, come on. I, li I lived in Eugene for a while and I pretended to go to college. Uh, what I graduated with was a degree in LSD. That's it. A PhD in LSD and a minor in, holy shit, hands are cool. Like, that's, that's what I fucking studied. Everybody. I actually do have a college degree. I didn't get it until I was 33 because I'm killing it. Killing it in life. I, uh, I got a degree in mathematics, right? And I might as well have just said wizard for a lot of you. Like, I just said the thing that you hate the fucking most. Math. Everybody fucking hates math. And you know what? You're fucking right. Yeah. Math has fucked you from the very beginning. The very beginning of your life, right? And I'm not even talking about advanced math. No. Arithmetic has fucked you this whole time. Addition. Addition. Just like, oh no, one other problem. Plus one. 
another problem, plus two, so on. Subtraction, your fucking checking count. Like, oh no, minus, minus, now I'm fucking broke. Now it's negative, son of a bitch. Negative numbers aren't even real, and yet my bank account says negative 200. <laughs> Multiplication. That's just addition on steroids. That's all that is. And division, get a divorce. You'll fucking learn all about division. Uh, how do you divide half a couch? Who gives a fuck, idiot? You're not in love anymore. You don't get to sit down now. I am divorced. <laughs> the thing about here's something that you can't tell your married partner. FYI, alert for everyone in the room. When you're in a marriage counseling office, what you can't ever do is look at your soon-to-be ex-wife and say, "You know what? I still love you, but I'm not in love with you." <laughs> Right? I thought she'd take it better. She got really mad. It's okay, guys. Uh, we still hate one another, so... I thought I'd end it on a real low note. If you're married right now or in, in, a, in a relationship, the only advice I have to you is um, if you're going to break up, do it via text and another city. All right. Bye, everybody. Black Sabbath McDonald's theme shirt was would be divorced, guys. Come on, cover for that. <laughs> Max Sabbath. My favorite Rose joke that I ever wrote about Dan is like, he looks like he showers in metal chains. Like that's what he looks like. <laughs> Alright, our next comic coming on the stage is one of my favorite we've been we've been friends for a long time. He used to work at Subway, now he does not work at Subway. He's been killing it life. You're gonna know more about him in a minute. His name is Robbie Pankin! Did used to work at Subway, and I don't anymore. That is accurate. The part David did not tell you is I worked at that motherfucker for 11 years. Yeah, that was not tight at all. Uh, but then I quit, and my next job, you look shocked in the face. I apologize. I have a super tight life at this point. It's like that's in the past. But temporarily, in the middle uh, section of my life, I got a job at a beer warehouse, and uh, basically I was just like moving around moldy-ass boxes of beer with maggots on them and shit, and I was like, damn, Subway for 11 years is so much better than this. So don't, uh, you know, appreciate what you have, I guess, is what I'm saying. Weird intro, not the expected set I wanted to start with, but David, uh, David fed it to me, and I gave it back to you guys, like a baby bird, so enjoy it. Um, let's see. I'll start off with this, because uh, I always do. Uh, recently it came to my attention that I don't have enough jokes, or like literally any jokes about what I look like, uh, which is super troubling for people, because they love to know that you know. You know, so like, alright, fuck it. Anything for the fans. Uh, so I wrote a few. First of all, I know what you guys are thinking, like, what is this guy, newly 30 years old? Yes, nailed it. That is my exact age. Um, Obviously, I also know I look like I sell weed to Blossom, but, uh, 
I just thought y'all had eyes, and it was obvious. Uh, let's see. Uh, I am 30, which is regular. It's just aging and progression. Uh, but in, in, in conjunction with that, I've been gaining a little bit of weight, which I also hear is just par for the course, which I'm fine with. Uh, but I wouldn't say I'm getting like a dad bod so much as like a I don't talk to my dad bod. Uh, you know? So, perfect. Correct. All right. Um, I'm also using uh, aging as an excuse to just break the fuck up with being cool. Because uh, I've been doing it forever, gang, and it is a chore. It gets tiresome. I've been so cool for so long. It's exhausting. Uh, so from here on out, I'm just getting soup, just getting whack as fuck, just throwing it in the trash. Uh, I'm going to start off, I'm going to quit smoking weed, you guys. Uh, I know, controversial. <laughs> Settle it down. Uh, I'm going to quit smoking weed. I'm just going to get heavy into salvia. Uh, <laughs> And then I'm just gonna get a fleet of just big dog t-shirts and just wear that shit all the time. Cause that's some shit you don't see every day. Just like a guy who loves Salvia and big dog t-shirts equally. Like that's a weirdo I wanna see and I'm not seeing it so I gotta become it, you know? Uh, that's how life works sometimes, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I don't know if this is controversial or whatever, but uh, I am currently in a polyamorous relationship. Uh, hold your applause. Uh, <laughs> Uh, by that I mean that me and my girlfriend sit around the house and watch a lot of Pauly Shore movies together. Uh, and we love it. <laughs> so, that's been fun. Uh, let's see. I've been intimidating a man recently, uh, which is a great time. If you guys ever get a chance, check it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pipe down, whoever got shushed. You're a real piece of trash. Just kidding, you're probably fine. <laughs> uh, no, I've been intimidating a man recently, which has been a blast. Uh, basically, what happens is, like, I take the bus home, and uh, I get off at my bus stop. Classic. And then I walk about 15 minutes home, and there's a second man. I gotta assume this guy's got, like, a 16-minute stop to hit, or walk to his house, you know? Because I just follow this motherfucker home every night, and he hates it. <laughs> it's very cute. Uh, I can tell he hates it because every few blocks with a sprint a little bit and look back, and uh, daddy's back there every time. <laughs> Not gonna change. I will call myself daddy from time to time. It's not weird, because uh, I said, so pipe down. Uh, let's see here. I did a bunch of Molly recently, uh, which was super fun. But it really makes you appreciate gum, is what I realized. Because uh, here's the thing, gum sucks. Like, gum fell off super hard. Is anyone chewing gum right now? Someone said, yeah. That's fine. It's, uh, no, don't be embarrassed. It's great. What I'm thinking is just gum just fell off. It had its run. It had its day. Like, the 90s were huge for gum. You had uh, Fruit by the Foot and other popular gums. But then it just fell off. So I feel like they need to just switch their marketing up and just be like, like, take it to the Molly crowd. You know, do like a Coachella branding or something. Uh, this is just marketing ideas. It's not really jokes. But if anyone here is in marketing, take it with you. You know? Um... It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, you can wink about it and just, you know, you have to say Molly, just be like, Coachella Variety, or, you know, Rave. <laughs> Listen, I'm going too long into this thing that isn't working. Uh, but I really think I want you guys to make money, and that's what I'm here for. I'm not making any money on this show. I'm trying to give you ideas to help yourself. All right, next joke. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to do a couple characters, if that's okay. Uh, Okay, way more excited about that than just helpful tips, which, I don't know, that's, uh, y'all priorities are fucked up, but that's fine. Uh, this first character is just me exactly the same, but 
Hold on. But a ghost version of me uh, who died in 1999 and did comedy previous to that. Does that make sense? Yes. Perfect. I was mostly curious if you got it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here it is. <laughs> Oh, hey, good to see you. What an audience. Uh, I know what you're thinking. You're like, ooh, I see dead people. Uh, timely reference, Sixth Sense, don't worry, no spoilers. Not that kind of show. Uh, let's see, I'm a big fan of pop music. I really like that new song, Mambo Number no. 5. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Uh, it's got that part where it's like, a little bit of Monica all night long. And it's like, all right, come on, who wrote this song? Current President Bill Clinton? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that's the whole character for now. <laughs> the end. Um, let's see, second character, character number two. Uh, just listen to them numerically for my own kicks. Uh, this is a guy who works at the mall, and he's on his lunch break. He shoots on up to the food court, orders a milkshake, sits down to enjoy it, but before he can even take one sip, gets a breakup text. Is this also clear? Okay, you seem either disappointed with the premise or sad for the character. <laughs> You're right either way. <laughs> Alright, so here is this. All right. oh. Not my day. Alright, well, it's another one. Can't win them all. Mmm. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's dumb as hell. I'm not here to. I'm not here to make you think about literally anything. Uh, speaking of, let's get even dumber. Uh, a lot of people say a lot of things about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, which is fine with me, you know, have an opinion or whatever. Uh, but one thing you cannot say about those boys is they are not babies. That is factually true. They are not babies. You can tell, because if they were, that song, uh, Give It Away, that, it would say... Uh, what I got, you gotta give it to your mama. What I got, you gotta give it to your dada. And it doesn't, so they're not babies. <laughs> I understand that's not a great joke. Mountain Dew wrote that one. Um, a lot of these are sponsored, okay? So the ones, the ones that you like, the ones I like, those are me. <laughs> those are straight from my pen. A lot of, sometimes Nabisco gets in the mix, and uh, listen, you gotta pay the bills. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Do you guys enjoy the internet at all? Is that a thing? No, okay. Really indifferent to the internet. Weird choice of things to be upset about. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna move on. You don't deserve that joke. You are fucking... You have whack energy and no thank you. I realize these are not all winners, but that one was, and you'll be kicking yourselves later. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Anybody like conspiracy theories around here? Alright, you get this joke. Alright. It's not as good as that one, but fucking deal with it. Uh, I've been working on a conspiracy. I'm pretty sure if you think about it, that song, uh, No Rain by Blind Melon, uh, was probably written by Tim Allen. Hear me out. Uh, it's got that part where it's like, I just wanted someone to say to me, ho, 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 ho. It's like, alright, Tim. Uh, uh, Pretty catchy number, but you can't keep your own signature ad-libs out of that shit. Alright. Um, I'm gonna do one more and then leave. Do you guys like the internet at all? Yeah! yeah. Uh, a, lot of fucking, a lot of fucking net heads around here all of a sudden. Mm. Alright, alright, alright. Well, I found some interesting things on the internet lately and I wanted to share them with you. 
what I've seen, uh, gay Disney porn, have you guys heard of it? No. Alright, you're back to going cold on me. Uh, <laughs> let me explain. What it is, it's just uh, comic books on the internet where all your favorite male Disney characters just fuck each other like crazy. And it's a blast, gang. It's super fun. Uh, the one I read is basically Aladdin, or not Aladdin, Genie from Aladdin, that guy. He comes out of the lamp he lives in, and he's like, you know, talking to Aladdin. So, what's up? I haven't heard from you in a while. How you been? And he's like, well, I've got a wish. Genie's like, of course you do. It's the only reason we ever talk. This is barely a friendship. But he knows what his job is, so he's like, what do you need? And Aladdin's like, I want to meet some other heroes, some guys like me. So just like, pow, immediately, Genie's got his back. You got all your favorite male Disney characters there. You got Eric from The Little Mermaid. Uh, the Beast, but not the Beastie version, you know, like an old-timey man. Tarzan, all these guys that show up, just raging boners right out the gate. Which is like a super presumptuous way to show up to a party, uh, in my opinion, but I've never time-traveled or whatever, so I don't know. But anyway, Aladdin gets it, he drops down, starts blowing these guys left and right. He wished for a bunch of dudes, he's gonna blow a handful of them. That's just how witches work. Uh, <laughs> listen, sorry if you don't read, alright? Uh, Anyways, the coolest shit about all of it was like well over half of these dudes are uncircumcised, which is just accurate, really, because like if you think about it, Tarzan is swinging around the jungle all day. He does not have time for arbitrary surgeries, and <laughs> the artist knew that. He took a little extra attention to detail. He didn't want dudes beating off to inaccurate drawings, so uh, I commend him for it. Uh, I'm gonna leave. Bye. <laughs> reminds us of all what we would think what we would look like if we were members of the Burger King Kids Club well into our 30s. Like, that's what... <laughs> that's the perfect Burger King response. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's flame okay. All right, here we go. We have a visitor. Are you ready for a visitor? Come on. We are a city of bridges, which means we connect. When visitors come, we need to make them feel welcome. Are you ready to make a, like, a visitor feel welcome here in our fair city? so much. Uh, that means so much to me. You have no idea. Uh, we are on the public relations tour sponsored by Tang. I'll get into that later. Oh, it's exhausting. It's so much fun. I've never been up here before. We were in Portland two nights ago and did a fun show. And then last night we were in Tacoma and we did a show in front of a hundred people. And it was one of the most amazing comedy experiences of my life. It was so much fun. And then we slept in a Walmart parking lot. Um, what I'm saying is it's weird out there. It's strange. Uh, we're sponsored by Tang. Is anybody familiar with the uh, the drink, the astronauts? Yeah. 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 All right. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right. You're, you are so confident. So you can verify for the crowd that this is that actual Tang. All right. Maybe not. It's on the ground now. <laughs> don't let it. Don't let it get wet. Please don't let it get wet, or it's just spilled Tang. Yeah, so you can drop that in your water, your vodka tonic, and that is the drink of the astronauts. We asked Tang to sponsor us. 
Listen, you heard the previous comment reference how comedy has been taken over by the corporations. We can't help that. We're trying to get to you, the people. We're trying to bring the truth to you, to the people. But it's hard. We need money. So we wrote Tang because we drink Tang at home. It gives us 100% of the vitamin C we need to make it through our day as stand-up comics and part-time brunch waiters. We wrote Tang and said, we use your product, we believe in your product, we're going on tour, we would like help. And they wrote us a letter in Spanish and gave us about four canisters of Tang. No money. No money at all. So we're eating a jack-in-the-box and sleeping in Walmart parking lots, but we have a bunch of Tang that we're going to try and sell you at the end of the night. If you don't have any extra money at all, we will give you little drug baggies filled with Tang that you can show your friends who didn't come to the show and see, like, look how fun this is. You'll never have this. You don't have an opportunity to buy this. Anyway. You can tell by my desperation, it has not been going well so far out here on the road. People are not interested in spending their hard-earned money on nutrient-free powder drink. I'm begging you, if you enjoy what you see tonight, tip the other comics cash, but we will give you product. We have buttons and we have tang wrapped up in bags. It was very difficult to put all this tang in these little bags. You'll see the effort we went through. Talk to... Talk to our road manager, Jeff. I know it's ugly me up here begging for money, but I'm telling you, my back hurts so bad from sleeping in the front seat of a Nissan Altima. <laughs> anyway, my name's Chris. I served six years in the United States Navy. And, uh, well, okay, that's not, that's the perfect amount. It was in the Clinton years, the Bill Clinton years, and uh, it was great. I was a radio DJ in Iceland and Spain, and uh, was doing my first gay stuff. And, because uh, you could, you could. Before that, you know, previous to that, if you're in the Navy and you put your finger in anybody's butt, it didn't matter if it was a man or a woman, you were out. You were out of the service, but now you could do it. So we'd all tried it. And uh, it was fun. <laughs> I never went on a ship, so you don't have to applaud, but I was in the, in the Navy those six years playing records, upholding the, the curtain of democracy best I knew how. Uh, for one reason, really, and that's for tonight. I know that... Uh, we have specific rights as Americans. I want you to know it's okay with me if you gotta take a knee. My set gets offensive later. Uh, if you don't like it, just take a knee. Sit this one out. That's why I served. I know if you sit this one out, you're not disrespecting my service, you're not disrespecting the flag, you just don't think I'm funny. It's okay. Happens every night. It's been happening a lot lately. So just take a knee, sit this one out, and the show will continue in six to seven minutes. <laughs> I am from the great state of Texas. All right, wow, some feminists here tonight, that's great. Good, I like to hear it. Uh, I know the rest of you are stone cold silent. I know we have our social problems. Uh, I'm on your side, obviously, I'm one of the good ones, that's why I'm up here. Exactly, yeah, you know what it feels like. Uh, but I don't want to completely abandon my home state because women now have very little access to abortion. I care about reproductive rights. In fact, they have almost, think yeah, well, thank you. Uh, you're dealing with it way more than I am, I promise. <laughs> I'm just trying to do my share. And, uh, you know, I'm ashamed of the situation there, but I have a very simple solution that I believe brings both sides together in my home state, makes everybody happy. All we have to do, y'all, is rename abortions. All right? Let's just call them fun size executions. <laughs> There, feel how we sort of all came together? <laughs> all right, let's just say capital punishment and make it lowercase. <laughs> let's do it for the kids, to the kids. Let's, let's, 
take care of the children, y'all. <laughs> Political doom and gloom, I'm sorry. We, we can talk about more intimate stuff. I'm in a relationship. Seems like there's some couples here. Yeah, I'm in a relationship, like most of your relationships, not going well. Uh, find yourself going to movies and comedy shows a lot, so you don't have to talk to each other for a couple hours. And a uh, pretty big laugh in the front row, that's sad. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say, though, right? When that groove becomes a rut, you never know. And uh, it's happening with me and my girlfriend. We've been together a little bit uh, over a year now, and we keep having the same fights. Uh, she's on to me about my body. She says that I need to get in shape. And I told her I'm in perfect shape because I chose pear several years ago. <laughs> and, uh, I'm finished. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's stupid. Uh, no, it's stupid. She tells me it's stupid. Uh, but it bothers me because I know uh, it's not just the shape of my body that's bothering her. It's also the texture. Uh, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> No, she tells me that when I'm naked, I look like a snowman rolled across a busy barbershop floor. <laughs> Super hurtful. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, uh, we have a language barrier. Um, she is a real stickler for grammar. And I don't know if any of y'all are dating a nightmare like this. But, <laughs> a couple of it's terrible. My God, I'm trying, you know, and I'm not like the strongest speller in the world. And uh, proper pronunciation always been my Achilles heel. I just can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's it's like ruining our sex life. It's making dirty talk not impossible. Uh, I gave an example before I left. Uh, one of the last days we were back in San Francisco, I nuzzled up behind her in the kitchen. I was like, ooh, baby, want to fuck you so bad? She pulled away, of course, till I corrected my grammar. And I said, baby, want to fuck you so poorly? <laughs> Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> I think we got a couple teachers over here. <laughs> y'all, the couples y'all meet IRL, are you doing the, uh, the websites or the apps? Dating? Should be up here anytime now, the online dating. Um, <laughs> I met my girlfriend on a dating website called Backpage.com. Uh, yep, all right, the, ba the balcony knows. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. My girlfriend is a prostitute. Uh, she's an escort. Uh, and, and a good one. Uh, and I try... <laughs> well, I'll read the reviews before you judge. Uh, but I try to be a very supportive boyfriend. It's difficult. Uh, most difficult for me, late at night. You know, she gets home from work, exhausted. And uh, it was great. You know, economy's good. Um, but always, uh, you know, always massage her feet. Which might be stupid. It's like the only part that's not sore. Um, <laughs> trying you know, it's a gesture. And uh, <laughs> I'll always spoon my girlfriend to sleep. And uh, very often in her sleep, my girlfriend will fart. And uh, very often those farts smell like cologne. I know, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but all of the guys, like, freeze up and they're looking at me right now going, what? Like, when I sneak off with my friends and loved ones, spend my hard-earned money on the lady of the night... I don't douse my genitals with cologne. No, I believe that smell is coming from their wrists. Oh. 
I said, I'm gonna take the knee, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I, uh, I know a, a couple of you don't get that joke. God bless you. <laughs> should just leave a comedy show right now. Uh, and I, I understand, I'm not naive. I know that most of you do get it. You just personally don't care for it. Um, <laughs> I don't care, I'm gonna continue to tell that joke. I lived it, so you might love it someday. And, uh, <laughs> I really believe in my heart uh, that that's the sweetest, most tender anal fisting joke you're gonna get. Uh, probably all year, probably all year. Well, listen y'all, uh, <laughs> this has been fun for most of us. And uh, I gotta get out of here and I, I seriously, if I drink Tang for three meals a day for the rest of my life, I can't get through the Tang we have in our trunk. We would like to lighten the load. If you like me or, uh, or the other hardy boy, Chad, you're gonna see later, look for the guy who looks like he's been doing Tang like it's cocaine, small guy named Jeff. He's gonna have the merch and we will hook you up. Thanks for listening at all. Uh, Y'all been lovely, I love you. I'm Chris Knatcher, good night. Like, what would a white Guillermo del Toro look like? Give it up for Chris. <laughs> All right. So, Chris had a lot to say about sex. Is everyone like, are we uptight about sex? We feel weird about it? Yeah! That's too enthusiastic to be so concerned about. Yeah, don't talk about nothing! If it's wet or sticky or pointy, don't talk about it! Weird. You can't. That's what happens when Portland's like, we're, we're Protestants, we never learn how to masturbate well. That's great, good to know. Uh, so uh, I am, I know one sex position really okay. I know how to do doggy style. Any fans of doggy style here? Clap it up for doggy style. That seems low, that seems low for doggy style. I know it's a cat city, but we still, come on. That seems like we don't want to shelter anything. Come on, like doggy style, come on. I like doggy style, and I have ADD though, so if, if I do doggy style to you, I can promise you one thing, I will braid your hair. That is something I can promise that I will do. I cannot promise you an orgasm, I can promise you an attempt at a good French braid. That is something I promise you that I will attempt. I was doing that joke in Portland, someone was like, is there a cat style? Yes, there is a cat style in Portland. Yes, there is a cat style of sex. That's when you get mad at your partner and you angrily masturbate in another room. That's what cat style is. <laughs> Choice B, you take a shit in their shoe when you find it, you get hard. That's also cat style. <laughs> Enjoy that, you passive aggressive fucks. All right. Presenting the Pitch Please podcast. Pitch Please, the game of the 60-second screenplay. It's a fun new game show where players pitch potential productions with pretty much no planning. Armed with only their imagination and a deck of 53 fully illustrated movie cliches like... Sexy hackers. Vaguely European supervillain. Sport dog. Players get one minute to plan it and one minute to pitch it. Pitch, please. It's the big screen in a little package. Take my pitch, please. Now playing the movies from inside, inside your mind. Please play Pitch, Please, on the River City Podcast Federation. Lacey Day, everybody! Clap for Lacey! I have to name that. Thank you, guys. Okay, so we're up tight. Ah, quiet, Mike. We're up tight about sex, right? Yeah. Is that what I got? No. Yeah, no? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to start like this, but uh, who's into sex and violence in this room? 
Yeah? Yeah, okay, good. Because I think that's a fad like fidget spinning. And I have a way to which you guys can prove yourself if this is something you're actually into. There's only one violent sex move that I support, and here's what it is. Uh, before you give or receive a blowjob, you must fill the mouth with grape nuts. And I call that grappling. And you're not really into sex and violence unless you can do that. <laughs> you guys are just like, uh, no. Oh, good, then I'll just start right into it. Uh, <laughs> anyone here have low self-esteem still think they're better than everyone else? Yeah? Oh, you're good, good. I, uh, I took 10 extra birth control pills today to feel better because I thought it would make me feel like I was 10 times the woman I was yesterday. No, it didn't work. I go to Planned Parenthood a lot. Anyone here a fan of Planned Parenthood? Yeah. Okay, guys, I got some tips for you there. Best time to be there, not, like 9 a.m. on a Saturday. Responsible hotties. The waiting room is like a one big Craigslist misconnection. I'm like, if we could just look past our collective amount of shame and STDs into each other's eyes, we could find love in this hopeless place. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, very favorite thing to do at Planned Parenthood is uh, I like to get all the way naked when they don't ask me to. Yeah, basically my message is if I'm doing it in this room, I'm also doing it out there. So bring your A-game to this fucking examination. Anyone else make bad sexual decisions? Yes. <laughs> yes, that was so quick. <laughs> Holy shit, does your bed sheet look like mine, like a treasure map of spilt chalada? 17 types of exotic drool and haunting choices? No? Okay. I also am just bad at dating. The last time I went on a date, uh, in the middle of like a sentence, the person was like, shh, and then just handed me an omega-3 pill? Do you guys know what omega-3 pills are for? Cognitive brain function. <laughs> yeah, I'm that bad at dating. I'm really bad. Uh, I had a guy tell me like last week, that I was out of his league, and I was like, dude, I look like I own 15 ferrets. <laughs> I just got done telling him that like people at Mini Mart shouldn't hit on you because they come from positions of power. Um, you know, I put curses on the items I donate to Goodwill. I'm not out of anyone's league. Does anyone here want to contend with that? No, yeah, no. Anyone here feel like they're dating within their league? <laughs> I like you up front, you're just like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dating's rough, man. I don't know who to trust. Who do you guys trust? I trust people in parks. It's been working out swimmingly for me. Let me tell you my favorite park stories. So I was in a park, and a guy walked up to me, he's like, hello, my name's Sergio. And I was like, great opener. And he was like, hey, uh, you like, you have a nice vagina. And I was like, thank you. Because I take all compliments, right? And then he's like, I have a garage around the corner. And I was like, hold up. And he's like, I'd like to try your vagina. Are we all on the fence on what I should do? <laughs> Follow-up information. He had a binder. That's professional. Mm -hmm. The shit was laminated. And when he opened it up, it was like, oh, I don't know. What's your art medium? He said, colored pencils. I said, what kind? He said, Prismacolor. That shit's fucking expensive. So I should do it. Uh, people, like, I get hit on by like, I got a lot of fun stories about getting hit on. I was outside of Powell's, and this guy walked up to me, whispered in my ear, there was a girl in front of us digging through the trash. And he was like, psst, you're hotter than her. 
like, I know, man, I know. Thank you. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I was, uh, I know, I was walking into a mall and I was like, oh, girl, walking up in here like you never had a baby before? Yes. Yes. Not only is my stress sexy, it's biologically accurate. Thank you, sir. Thank you. My mom doesn't think I'm a catch. She's like, you're negative, you're weird, and you need to put on a bra. But this bitch once called eating Orville Redenbacher's popcorn crazy but fun. So she can't be trusted, okay? Yeah, man, just because I threw up on a stranger's baby once, I did this into the stroller like it was a trash can. Uh-huh. At a Ben Harper's concert in 2003, that makes it cute. Just because I did that, I'm a red flag. I'm not a red flag, guys. I'm a ribbon in the wind. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Anyone here into, like, uh, horoscopes and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's 2018. This is the year we need to start believing in stuff, not ourselves. Uh, just like ghosts and horoscopes. Anyone here a Cancer? Yeah, have you read our year horoscope? No. Oh, it's basically like... Yo, you're gonna find a soulmate and your womb game is on point. You're gonna have a baby. It doesn't, it's seriously, read it. It's crazy. I'm not even joking. But listen, I don't know, I'm pretty sure my mom paid to have her entire agenda printed in every paper. So don't worry about it. Like, one, I wanna be clear, I'm cold as ice. I can't Yeah, you do. We'll cook up later and just talk about how cold we are. <laughs> just like awful we are. Yeah, uh, cold as ice, uh, and I haven't seen a star hold still since 1997 when I dropped all that acid, so I don't believe in horoscopes. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, do you want to talk about ghosts? Yes. Okay, we'll do this real quick. We'll talk. I like ghost hunting. It's a sport that anyone can do. Like anyone, anyone can do. I yeah, you hunt ghosts? No, I want to hear. Oh, <laughs> you're going to no matter what happens right now. All right, so I'm going to give you some tips. I joined a couple ghost hunting groups, and my favorite group is Do You Believe in Ghost? One humongous ghost that needs a little support. It's a really fun group because they post things like haunted coins. Would ya? Sure. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm into it. So I started thinking about, like, uh, like you know, ghost shit and what kind of ghost I'd want to be and everything and what I'd want done with my body. <laughs> We've all been there. Okay, my favorite body story, right? This guy got arrested for spreading his wife's ashes in a lens crafters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I go something like that, right? Like, what had to happen there was she had to be like, honey, when I die, get yourself down to the mall, spread me around in that glasses shop, and don't forget to get a Wetzel's pretzel on the way out. I want to think just like that. And on my tombstone, I just wanted to say, like, Lacey Day died hurting for a squirtin'. That's it. That's it. Anyway, if anyone wants to date me, I'll be out back in the cold. I always leave my sets with pleas for love. So that's it. Thanks, guys. It's been a good night. I do want to talk to you later. You're very, you're very excited. I always think that, like, when it comes to ghosts, I think it's the only thing white people can get into without sounding racist. Like, that's the only thing, like, like I'm really into this white thing and no one can get mad at me for it. Like, that's what I feel like it. Does anyone? Okay. This is a weird segment of the show. How we feel? We feel good? Come on. I'm going to talk about depression for two seconds. Is it okay? Let's clap it up for depression. Who's depressed here?
I always like doing that in Portland because everyone's all on my medication, so it's great. I once called the suicide prevention line. I don't know. Oh, those guys are great. I'm still alive. That's, that's proof. I'm not a ghost. I just don't know how you end a call to a suicide prevention line because I feel like saying goodbye is a step backwards. It's probably toodles, right? No one's killed themselves ever saying toodles, right? Like toodles, shotgun blast. That's never happened, right? That's the equivalent of finding a suicide note covered in glitter. You're like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Are you ready for your next visitor from San Francisco? Come on, come on! Our next visitor is also from San Francisco, also on his public radio tour. Please give a big round of applause for Chad Opens, everybody! Very nice to be here. I'm excited. Uh, we came rolling into town all willy-nilly, pumping our own gas like fucking mavericks and shit, raising a ruckus much to the chagrin of a man in a life vest. He's very unhappy with us for doing that shit. It's cool to be here in Portland, man, because things are not expensive. Compared to San Francisco, I got a fucking fish and chips earlier for $6 on happy hour at the fucking Coney Island joint. That was amazing. That doesn't exist in San Francisco. It's fucking hard living there. Like, getting into comedy for the money is kind of like getting into Dungeons and Dragons for the sex. It's a bad plan. It's a shit idea. I wouldn't recommend it financially, emotionally. It's not a good plan. Like, I got a, I'm originally from Washington State, and I've got a lot of friends like my age who are like, I just bought my first house. And I'm like, I just found an affordable broom closet to reside in. Fucking, you know, $1,200 a month. Good Lord. But I'm mean, thinking like ways to like just exist there, make more money while I'm living in San Francisco, like get by. Like one idea I had, I was reading up on food from other cultures. I read that some countries eat donkey burgers. Never heard of that. Never seen a donkey burger restaurant in the United States. I don't know about the first one, and I'm gonna call it ass to mouth. <laughs> I think that's gonna be a Valentine's Day destination next year. Make your reservations early. It's gonna get intimate with your loved one. Take your sweetie ass to mouth Valentine's Day 2019. It'll be a big deal. It'll be good. Uh, growing up, I didn't have the strongest father figure, uh, but then I got older and I got you know chubby and hairy, and now I got a pretty good father figure. I'd like to think I got a body ready to raise a family up here, huh? Some pug human hybrids, some wheezing, squeezing bastards. Hell yeah! I've got asthma, and I was on a date recently, and my date saw that I have an asthma inhaler. She's like, "What's that thing?" So like, that's my asthma inhaler. She's like, "What do you use that for?" I was like, my asthma. She's like, well, when do you use it? I was like, if I like strenuously exercise. And she looks at me and she goes, so never? Super mean, that's brutal. You'd be on a date with Don Rickles or some shit. That's not nice at all. There's been a lot of ghost talk tonight. I like, uh, I love horror movies a lot. Anyone else like horror movies? I love horror movies. And something I've noticed in like horror movies and like also like real life haunting cases, like most of the time, they take place in like gigantic mansions or estates, like never like studio apartments or like duplexes and shit. And I think there should be more affordable haunted housing, all right? Like, and I want to see, I think low income families should have the same opportunity for scares and spooks as an upper middle class or wealthy family, goddammit. Like, I want to see less ghosts in Victorian garb and more like Ross hand me downs and shit, all right? I think that's a, fucking, that's a priority in my mind. Can I be honest about something I've been too sexually with you guys? Is it okay? This juncture? You seem like very open people. It's not very popular nowadays. Uh, I don't mind a light, nice lush bush on a lady. 
Thank you. Your chuckles speak volumes, all right? I get it. Usually there's like an ew, and I'm like, fuck that, I will wade through the swampy marshes of womanhood, all right? I will navigate the fertile vegetation of the female Everglades aboard my lover crab, and I'm not talking about landing strips, I'm talking about farmer's market bush, all right? I'm talking about mason jar of kombucha bush, still pissed off about Bernie Sanders bush, all right? That level of dedication to the fall, I enjoy it. Well, then I wonder why, like, why is that something I enjoy? Am I just narcissistic? Do I just want to get on my knees, whip down them panties, and my own face staring back at me? <laughs> it's like looking into a moist mirror or some shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Things have been rough financially. I was at a, it's like affected every aspect of my life. I was at a bar recently. I want to get a tasty drink. I want to get a sex on the beach. I think it's a delicious cocktail, but I couldn't afford it. So I'd ask the bartender to make me a rim job on the bus. <laughs> which is a PBR with the edges licked by somebody with a cold sore. So, yeah. It's a little gnarly, but it gets the job done, damn it! I did do something recently I didn't think I could afford to do. Um, never done before. I, I was down in Berkeley at, this, at the horse races at this place called Golden Gate Fields. And on Sundays, they have dollar days. And on that day, everything's a buck, like beers, mimosas, hot dogs. So this, it's this incredible juxtaposition, like highbrow and lowbrow on that day. There's people that are all fancy, decked to the nines, suits, big hats is a thing. And then characters like me, with mustard in their shoe, Swillin' Miller highlight, betting on a horse because his name is Golden Donut. And I don't know what the fuck is happening, but having an awesome time in the process. And I want to see more things like that in other areas of culture. Like, does anyone here at all enjoy opera? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? That's what really? Hell yes! That's the shit. I like it a lot. But I can see why people would not. Because it'd be very stuffy and exclusive. And I think he should open it up a bit more. Make it a bit more broad at times. Like, I want to go to the opera one day and see something like this. <clears throat> Thank you for coming to enjoy Liam Cavello's tragic masterpiece, Pagliacci. But don't forget about our late night Saturday opera. We'll be bringing you Paul Verhoeven's 1987 action classic in a whole new way with Robocopra. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Is that you, Alex Murphy? <laughs> You've suffered a crisis, things will be fine. Look out, it's at 209! Bom, 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 bom. You have 10 seconds to comply, and if you don't, I will make you die. <gasps> Robocop! <laughs> buy that for a dollar. And you will buy that for a dollar, because our late night menu has corn dogs and jello shots for one dollar. We'll see you at the fucking opera. Hmm. Had to get her a four-year degree for that joke. Paying off and drink tickets. Hell yeah, guys. Going well. I got hit on recently, which, uh, 
doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, generally it's not a lady, it's a large, fairly gentleman that takes a shine at what genetics have brought forth. And that was a case here, a nice older gentleman chatting me up for a little bit. And then he drops this one on me. He goes, hey, I'm standing over the old West Western. How about you come by later? We can have some cookies in my jacuzzi. <laughs> you know how hard that was to say no to? Holy fuck, that sounds good. Oh my god. I just want to be like, what kind of cookies are you talking about? Yeah, I could be swayed by smobile raisin for sure to hop into those warming jets. That sounds like the most comfortable, uncomfortable experience of my life right there. But god damn it, that sounds, that's the best offer I've ever gotten, man. I wanted to say yes just so you made a move. I could be like, what? <laughs> I thought this was a completely innocent suds and snickerdoodle situation, sir. I don't know, you know that'd be fucking involved here. Bubbles and big goods, buddy. <laughs> Does anyone here smoke uh, electronic cigarettes? Or anybody who uh, indulges? One wow! There we go, Murph. One in front. Very brave people. Hell yeah. People get pissed off when I bring that up. I don't get it. Like whenever I think of like e cigs I'll just think of, like two robots smoking those in bed after sex. <laughs> But maybe tragically over time, one of those robots smokes one too many electronic cigarettes, has to get a hole cut in its robot neck, put a voice box up to it that makes it sound human. <laughs> That's real sadness. You know what I think robot sex would smell like? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. You ever held on to a bunch of pennies for a while? <laughs> Stink, disturbing odor of wet copper. <laughs> Copperheads in the crowd. Hell yeah. I'm just reiterating the erotic fiction I'll be writing later. That's my real passion. They <laughs> hopping on the old robot sex fan forum. Like, the two robots fuck furiously while the room filled with a scent of a fistful of wet pennies. <laughs> <laughs> it's good clitties for the Fistful of wet pennies? <laughs> Do you guys think they call them food courts because they're good places to go and judge other people? <laughs> I'm personally glad most of the major holidays are over. I'm not a huge fan because I don't get along like super well with my family. That's why the only holiday I ever get very excited about is Halloween. I love Halloween. Candy, costumes, no obligations to hang out with your family. And I have a tradition I do every year on Halloween. I go out, I get hammered. And when people ask me what I am, I say, my father. And then I have to dress up like a can of Coors Light just a little hold me. You know? <laughs> my dad drives through a neighborhood and he's one of those sons that says, drive like your kids live here. He just turns around and drives as fast as possible in the opposite direction. Well, I'm neglectful guy. And he's very cheap, too. The only beer he would ever drink, Coors Light. Only drink Coors Light. That's your favorite jam? What the hell? I know. Oh, you got a Rainier there. You're like, oh, my Lord. You're deviating from the fucking course. I know, but... It's okay. It's fine. I'll forgive you. I don't know about my dad. That's the only thing he would ever drink. I never got it. It might be because he was cheap. It might also be because he was, like, swayed by advertising. I once saw a statement on a bottle of Coors Light. I'll never forget it. It said, experience the legendary taste of Coors Light. <laughs> the fuck are these legends, guys? <laughs> Oh, yeah!
seductress Medusa. And then sugar cold crisp cause life. <laughs> the mighty Thor swung his hammer and parted the seas with Poseidon, Poseidon. And then no pack of coals, Ulysses cause life. <laughs> the son of God, he's a Nazareth. <laughs> Attended a wedding party in Galilee. <laughs> and their alcoholic libations had run dry. Christ performed his dare, I say. Most refreshing miracle. <laughs> he turned their water, not so boring, bourgeois, bullshit wine. No, no, stop running. <laughs> He turned it into something as ice cold and satisfying as the Rockies themselves! <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> and the power, the power, the power of Christ, my friends, compelled those party goers to spend the rest of their night slamming! <laughs> the cold, legendary taste. so much, Portland. James Brown was a bra on stage, you're like, you're like, you have to get the hype man ready. You're like, are you fucking ready for the most amazing performer you're about to see? And I don't think you're ready. Well, so I'm gonna say it again. Are you ready for your fucking headliner, the most amazing comic you're about to see him tonight? Come on! He just got done completing as a creator of the Northwest Black Comedy Festival and also his radio show, Soulful Curator on Portland Radio Project. Please give a big round of applause for the years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm nice looking 43. I don't feel too bad. I was feeling good about 43 until I got on Instagram the other day and it fucked up my whole image of uh, 43. Because there was a gentleman on there, he was 75 years old. And this dude was cut and built like, bow, 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 like, bow, bow, bow. And like he put a picture on Instagram and he got like, like 35,000 likes in a matter of like four hours. Four hours. I said, you know what, fuck that. I was feeling good about myself. I had a couple teas. 
You know what I'm saying? So was, like, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So I put my shirt on. Me, a picture of me on Instagram with no shirt on. Bow, 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 bow. That's right, all this. Baby, you old up. You know what happened? Somebody started a GoFundMe page. This is... It was fucked up. It was a picture with me with no shirt that said, for only 40 cents a day, you two can feed a starving comedian. Some of you feel bad, but I made a thousand dollars that week, so I really don't, don't give a fuck. I, I like it. I love it here in Portland. I'm not born and raised here. I moved here in 97, so I'm officially a Portlandite. So I'm like, I'm Portland. I love Portland because Portland is passionate. You guys, y'all protest everything. Y'all are passionate. Y'all, that's one thing. Portland, y'all protest everything. They'll be like, it's too much rain. Y'all be like, too much rain. Too much rain. Too much rain. I'm like, damn, they is passionate. You know, I think the red lights wasn't long enough at one of the stops. We want longer red lights. We want longer red I'm like, what the hell? Y'all passionate. Like, y'all are really passionate about it. And it's cool because y'all be downtown and y'all be protesting. And I'm right with y'all when y'all protest. And I'm right there. But I just don't protest downtown. Okay? Uh, let me let me explain to you. First off, it's too close to jail. You know what I'm saying? They don't even put you in the car. They just handcuff you and walk you to jail. That's not it's not cool. I don't do it for that reason. And they shoot you with rubber bullets. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to go out like that. So when y'all protest, I am right there with y'all. I'm just on 122nd and Halsey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying so that way when y'all go to jail and they silence y'all, I'm still keeping the movement going. Yes, 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 yes. Location, location, location. That's right. Plus, I, I just I, I can't go to jail. I really I'm a I'm a little I'm a skinny dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a big dude, you know what I'm saying? I can't go to jail and I've heard bad things about jail. I've never been. I've only seen like uh, Orange is the New Black and, uh, and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? American meat, shit that really scare you, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I don't know about jail, but I've seen, they say things happen to you when you go to jail. They say that shit dropping the soap, and then, you know, you're in the shower, you drop the soap, and they, oh, bad things happen to you. No, I can't go to jail. I'm not, no. Not dropping the soap. Let me tell you something. If I go to jail right now and I drop the soap, I will kick that shit all the way back to my cell. You got me fucked up. If you think I'm going to put this shit up in here, you got, uh-uh. I am not bending over and picking up shit. I'll be the first motherfucker in uh, jail with body wash. Ah -ha. I'm just saying. Ain't no reason going out like that. No. I love it here in Portland. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, I'm older. I'm married. I love being married. 20 years. Married 20 years. I'm awesome. And there's it's it's some tricks to being married 20 years. Me and I'm going to help y'all. If, you, if you're here with your significant other, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to fuck up your date. I'm trying to give you some pointers that'll make you get to the 20 years. Man, let me tell every man in here if you pay attention to your woman, you can learn a whole lot without asking any kind of questions. You can't. All you have to do is pay attention. Like I said, being married 20 years, I know what type of mood my wife is in from the type of program she's watching when I walk into the house. You know what I'm saying? Because I pay attention. Now, if I walk in the house, say, my wife is watching like some Seinfeld or some Jerry Springer or something like that, I know everything is cool. Ain't no kids crying, the police ain't at the house. I know everything is cool. I'm cool with that. I pay attention. 
Now, if I come home and my wife is watching music videos or something like that, she's trying to give me a hint that she want to go out dancing. So I get her dressed, and I'm like, baby, let's go, go and get our groove on. <laughs> and I take her out dancing. Because I pay attention. Now, if I come home and my wife is watching the Oxygen channel, I know I'm in trouble. Cause she watches Snapped and how I almost got away with it and shit. <laughs> and that's not the shit that bothers me. The part that bothers me is my wife is taking notes. See, that's what that bitch fucked up at. <laughs> how did I get away with it, motherfucker? How did I get away with it? Every man a little bit nervous. Now you're gonna go home tonight. Baby, what you watching? First 48, I will see your ass in the morning. I am not going to. Pay attention, man. That might save your life. And single ladies. Where the single ladies at? Where my single ladies at? Yeah, woo! Let me ask you, why are you single? Honestly, just realistic. Why are you single? Freedom. Freedom, right? Oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Freedom. But most women say they're, they're single because there's no good men out there. And I want to tell every woman in here, stop discriminating on these men. They went to jail. Okay, hold on, before, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hear me out, see? Hold on, wait, hear me out. They might have went to jail for something that might benefit your ass. Just think about it. Like, ladies, would you ever date a man that's been arrested for... Breaking and entering. No? You know you never get locked out of your damn house again. You've never been there before. I can't seem to find my keys. Oh shit, what's that? A massive old dead lock? <laughs> shit, baby, go right on in. There you go. <laughs> Stop discriminating. You need that. All right, would you ever date a man that's been arrested for assault and battery? No? Now, see, now you got a man that can fight and get you out of a lot of different situations. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've been in the club with somebody and bumped into you and got disrespectful. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, bitch. Bitch. Oh, my God. Ray Ray, whoop his ass. That's right. <laughs> whoop his ass, Ray Ray. Stop discriminating. You never know that love is out there. Okay, ladies, here's the last one. Would you have date a man that's been arrested for? Stalking. No, you can't keep a man. This motherfucker's not going anywhere. You see what I'm saying? This motherfucker is just outside your house, just. I love you, girl. See? Stop discriminating. Y'all going to the club, ask these men what's they sign. You need to ask them, have you done any time? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some of y'all about three warrants away from a love connection in this bitch. You just, you ask the wrong questions. <laughs> this is some good shit right here. No. Wait a, is this French water? I don't know what this is. It's, I don't think this is regular water. They like flew this shit in, especially. 
tea. Get you right here, you know. <laughs> this is the first time I've been able to enjoy tea, though, because some shit fucked me up living here in Oregon. I went and saw the movie Get Out. <laughs> yeah, you know how I'm feeling right now. I couldn't even, I couldn't even go to my favorite tea spot for like a long motherfucking time. You know. I get in that motherfucking sub lady in the back, click ching, click ching. I'm like, this bitch better get the fuck out of here. This bitch is playing. She is playing. I mean, like, I saw that movie. I got rid of all the damn teacups and the spoons in my house right now. Kids walking around, man, eating cereal with a fork in his bitches. I just. Why don't you write some real movies like all about the Benjamins and put some money in his house, daddy? It's fucked up, they mad. That movie fucked me up. I couldn't even go see, couldn't even go play bingo no more. You know what I'm saying? You remember that part? Motherfucker, I walked into the bingo hall. Bingo, nigga, you do not own me. You know. No. They're like, no, he won. No, he did not win me. Oh, you mean he won the prize. Okay, I'm sorry. I just... And did it look like it was filmed in Manchwork? Was it just me? Was it... And they have that Medford-y feel to it, like it's just like, oh, this is wow, this is comfy Medford. Movie fucked me up. You couldn't even get me with a white woman named Rose. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't get me with a white woman named Lily, whose mom was a dentist and dad was a goddamn janitor. No way, just uh-uh, they had me fucked up. Movie had me fucked up. Ooh, man. <sighs> My nerves are bad. Mm-mm-mm. Being married, anybody have? Anybody got kids? Anybody here with kids? Got kids? It's cool. Kids are cool, ain't they? And it's cool because, like, now I got four kids, and it's no, it's weird because I try to be the dad that my dad wasn't, so I try to talk to my kids because I think it's important that we keep that communication going with our kids. So I have three beautiful children at the house, and each day I sit down with each one of them and I ask them what they grow up, what they want to be, because to me that's important. I want to be a part of their life. So I went to my daughter first. I have a beautiful daughter, 13 years old. She's five foot three. Anything but look beautiful, little. Like she is a big girl. Like she plays basketball. She's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Size 13 shoes. She is awesome. So she comes up to me. I said, "Baby girl, what do you want to be when you grow up? Tell daddy what you want to be." She said, "When I grow up, I want to be a ballerina." I was like, "That's cool. I can deal with that." Size 13 shoe, finding ballerina slippers though. That's a whole nother thing. But I believe in you, I'll back you up. And that's what I'm going to do. If you want to be a ballerina, I'm going to make it happen. My other son, I went up to him. I said, hey, son, what, what is it you want to be? This, this is my son. He's 17 years old. You know what I'm saying? He got a smart mouth, but he's quick with his brain. So I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? He said, dad, when I grow up, I want to be a talk show host. I'm like, that's cool. That's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? But me, us, we're broke. I'm a comedian. We don't got money. Every day is a game show in my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You wake up and look, will we have lights or no lights? Is there food in the fridge? I said, if that's what you want to do, that's awesome. I'm behind you 100%. So I go to my last son. My last son, he's 18. He's a little bit wiser. And he likes, he, he, he looks at things. He said, Dad, when I grow up, you know what I want to be? I want to be sources. I was like, sources? Like, like sources? What do you mean? He's like, I want to be the person that reports the news first to the world. Oh, I said, so you want to be a journalist? He said, no, no, no. I want to be sources. I said, I don't understand. He said, you know how you watch the news and they say, sources said OJ did kill that woman. Sources say there was another gunman at the Kennedy shooting. He said, I want to be that person. I said, you know what, son? That's actually not a bad job because we all need that. But I don't want you to be sources for rich people because I think rich people got too much going for them now. Would you agree? Yeah. 
You got too much going for them now. So I said, I want you to do it for the regular people. Because how many of us in here has needed that phone call at least one time? Bring, hello, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Yeah, get rid of those prostitutes and the drugs. The police and your wife are on the way home. What the fuck are you talking about? Who is this? Nigga, this is sources. Just listen to what I'm saying. And get them the fuck out of here. Yo, my name is The Hijinx. This is my time. Thank you guys so much. right now. Thank you so much for being here. I've been your host, Dave Muscore. Can we give a big round of applause for everyone you saw tonight? Come on, Robbie Pankow, Chris Canaster, Lazy Day, Chet Owens, the real high jinx are headlining tonight. Federation.